said starting recording dot 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 for about five seconds there i'm like oh boy is this gonna work this is where it all comes down <coughs> the last episode or first i don't know whatever you want to call it it just all comes undone here the laptop fans start going into overdrive <laughs> is this whole thing about to start sounds like you have a freaking helicopter taking off <laughs> yeah two best of friends you think we're still gonna hang out after what you just did to me you are lying I want that record that you're done. Who think they know football? I will not listen to any slander against the great name of Ezekiel Elliott. I think you're an idiot. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. I look like I normally do. I'm a freaking moron. Let's be real, Fitzpatrick is a beautiful man. Because here, it's real football by real fans. We don't do smart here. It's a multi-dollar production, I'll say that. The 2M Football Show starts now. Hello, everybody. Hello, Matt. Welcome in. Join us in the virtual recording studio. It's the 2M Football Podcast with Matt. Mike and Matt here with you, as always, after a brief hiatus. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was a mini vacation. It was so nice. The last month. Yeah. (laughs) I know you've been very busy. I, I don't know what you're talking about. It's not like I own my own company now and I'm <laughs> now responsible for all my income. It's fine. Yeah, big stuff going on by you. And we got together in person, not for this recording, but <laughs> it was. A- we confirmed that we still exist and we are not aliens and we are actually still people. That right. Confirmed, confirmed that we were just each talking to a chat GPT bot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's been a, uh, busy time off for you and, um, much like how busy the things have been in the NFL the last few weeks since free agency began. And yeah. You know, I is- think, uh, I think our plan here was to wait for a few big pieces to kind of fall. Some of them did. Some big things did happen, but, uh, unfortunately as of right now, there's a couple of pieces that we were kind of hoping would have been dealt with by now, but as our luck is going to have it, we're going to hit the end record and it's going to be bombshell news for the next two days. But you know what? That's 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 the game we play. That's probably how it's going to go. Um, but yeah, actually, our original plan was to, for, to do a free agency preview. And that's actually the title of this notes document, even though it turned into update as we uh, never recorded that preview. Episode. I mean, to be honest, you could try to preview free agency, but most of this stuff, I I don't know where half this stuff came from, but they're made by people who get paid way more than we do to make these decisions, apparently. Well, and the problem with uh, previews and predictions, as we saw in, in one of our <laughs> most recent episodes, is, is they don't, they often don't, uh, don't go, things don't go the way you expect, or at least the way we expect. <laughs> So uh, at least we avoided the embarrassment of being wrong on a bunch of things. Hey, we may not be the smartest, but occasionally it comes through. So with all that being said, this is our free agency update. Uh, Like I said, free agency began exactly two weeks ago. We recorded this on Wednesday, March 29th. So we'll go through um, for some news. There have been a a number of trades gone through, um, notable Roster cuts as teams had to get uh, down below the salary cap, I believe, before free agency started. And uh, so we'll talk about the moves that have been made and some relatively medium-sized names that are still out there, still free agents. Medium-sized names. I was going to say big names, but that's not 
quite true. Anyway, let's get into some of the news. And uh, starting with, yeah, this is also, you can you can tell this is a notes document I've been working on or had in existence for like a month because this first trade, I was so excited. It was like, came out of nowhere. I wrote trade alert and then more trades kept coming and it just turned into trade, trade. <laughs> I like, especially the touch that nobody else can see is the first bullet point has two exclamation points. The second bullet point has one. <laughs> and then you just got rid of the, see, you should have went then to just trade alert and then just trade. You should have, you were in this progression <laughs> and I could see where you're just like, nah, it's fine. And then the DJ uh, Khaled meme, another one. <laughs> But yes, this first one, um, I think they are ordered and given the proper number of exclamation points for excitement because the Bears traded the number one pick in this year's draft to the Panthers and got quite a nice um, haul in return. They got DJ Moore, the Panthers top wide receiver, who is only 26 years old and is still under contract for three more years. They got the Panthers first round pick this year, which is ninth overall. So the Bears moved back from one to nine. Uh, they got their second round pick this year, which is 61st overall. And then the Panthers first round pick next year and their second round pick in 2025. Good, good stuff, Bears. That's actually I, a really good haul. And I, the Bears are are addressing a major problem they've had, and that's in their wide receiving core with DJ Moore. And I think that's a great pickup. <clears throat> yeah. Totally, yeah. He's a he's a true number one type of guy, and uh, I think what this tells you is that the Bears are committing to Justin Fields as their future. They they aren't going to, um, you know, obviously if they had kept the number one pick, it probably would have been to draft a quarterback. Which I agree with uh, the fact that they're rolling with Fields, and now they've got a bunch of picks to surround him with more talent and DJ Moore, a real number one receiver. And this should help them out a lot in their receiving core because now uh, the other guys they have there, like Darnell Mooney, who operates best, in my opinion, as a deep threat. Not, but um, So he can do that and not be forced to try to do other things that aren't necessarily in his skill set. Uh, and then Chase Claypool as well, um, almost kind of similar. But DJ Moore is that more possession type of guy. So I think it's a great move. And they got a bunch of draft picks to you know spend on the offensive line or – address their various other needs that they have on the roster. So I think it's a great move. And on the Panther side, they get to take their quarterback of choice in this year's crop, which is uh, we're going to talk about draft prospects in an upcoming episode. But from what I understand, there are some um, very exciting QB prospects this year. Yeah, it seems to be a pretty good uh, draft class. There's actually a lot of speculation or wondering if this is going to be one of those uh, drafts where we're going to see a quarterback, a one and two, mm. as we've seen uh, a few times before. So everyone's kind of weighing in on that and trying to figure out if that's the potential here based on these moves now. Yep. And it's all it's all thanks to that one play in that meaningless week 18 game where Lovey Smith got his Texans to win the game. Uh, or no, to, to lose <laughs> and the, they got fired. Right? No, they win. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> he won the game and then got fired for it because it lost the Texans the first overall pick and gave it to the Bears. He did his former team one more solid on the way out the door. Hey, if you're going to go, go big. Literally on the way out the door because they didn't even wait till the next day to fire him. <laughs> 
I think they caught Lovey on the way back to the locker room and said, nah, man, you don't don't even come in here. <laughs> <You're done." laughs> Anyways, that was the biggest one. A couple other notable trades that have gone through in the last few weeks. The Dolphins acquired Jalen Ramsey, Rams all-pro cornerback, for just a third-round pick and a tight end I've never heard of before named Hunter Long. I know of Hunter Henry. <laughs> right, who's also a tight end, yep. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Ramsey's not the lockdown corner he used to be, and I think he's 30 now, which is the tends to be when corners lose some of that top-end speed and start to go downhill a little bit. But, you know, maybe they convert him to safety. He's still, he's still a solid um, defensive back and a pretty low price to pay, in my opinion, just a third-round pick and, like, their fourth-string tight end. Yeah, that's a weird uh, – I don't know. That's just a weird – I feel like he's worth a little bit more than that. But, you know, it's – I'm by no means a grading expert on what these players are worth. I just know he's been a solid corner for a while and a staple of a few defenses that he's played on. So, I mean, I think he's going to fit in with the with the Dolphins just fine. Yeah, and on the Rams side, it's interesting. I don't – really know what to make of the Rams this year they're going to be a strange team but um they've got a lot of aging star players and you know they got their they got their Super Bowl win uh but now they're you know they're paying for it basically right I'm sure nobody will mind it's worth the trade-off that's what the goal is but uh yeah I agree with you in a vacuum you would expect a guy like Jalen Ramsey to go for a bit more but here we are Another trade, Darren Waller, acquired by the Giants, and they send the Raiders a third-round pick the other way. See, that's another one where I thought, you know, that he was maybe worth a little bit more, but, like, at least a third-round in some type of conditionary either fourth-round pick or something like that to go with him. Because outside of Waller and Renfro, you know, there wasn't much going into that offense until they picked up Devontae Adams. Yeah, um, And especially now that they got rid of Derek Carr, it's like, great, whoever walks in there is going to be walking into no Darren Waller now. And I feel like that's taking a huge advantage away from the next quarterback. Well, we'll talk about who's walking in there. Um, it's it's just up ahead in the notes. See what I did there? Yep, I love it. Uh, I love how you didn't spoil it, too. That's good. I This is what I don't get paid to do. It's a great move for the Giants, though. Uh, I mean, Waller has been hurt a lot the last couple of years. I don't know if that's what kind of drove his price tag down, but he is one of those elite pass-catching tight ends. And that's kind of what Daniel Jones is best at, uh, like more shorter to intermediate throws over the middle of the field to like his slot guys and, and the tight end position he uses a lot as well. So if he stays healthy, this could be uh, – uh, he could be a big piece of the Giants' offense. Yeah. And yeah, on the Raiders side, bit of a weird period they're entering um draft picks. I don't want to call it a rebuild, but I man. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say that. Carr word. and Waller both gone. It definitely is like those are those are massive changes. Anytime a quarterback change to a I don't want to call it a franchise team, but a, a team like those, it's like once the once the big names start to roll out, that you can't help but start to drift towards that calling it that. 
here's another guy who went for a lot less than I might have thought, but the Texans send their top wide receiver Brandon Cooks to the Cowboys for just a fifth round pick this year and a sixth rounder next year. I, mean, I wonder if this is guy. an attempt for the Cowboys to pull off that like Amari Cooper 180 that they did several years ago when they grabbed Cooper halfway through the season. Right. And like the Cowboys that were just terrible got Amari Cooper and it just they took off from there. And then ironically, they, they turned around and didn't they trade him to Cleveland last year for like yeah, very yeah. little as well. So it's, it's almost similar to that. It was a temporary boost going the other way now though they're getting cooks on the cheap and brandon cooks has been a productive receiver wherever he's gone he's bounced around the league a lot for a guy who's been pretty successful wasn't he on the saints originally he's been on the the patriots the texans um and now it's 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 it makes you wonder when you have a decently solid reliable receiver that can't get the long-term contract it makes you wonder why yeah, I certainly don't have the answer. I agree. I'm I'm wondering myself. So he'll pair with um, C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup there, try to give um, Dak a little more help as that offense kind of – the Cowboys offense kind of um, tailed off in a big way at the back end of last season. Yeah, they just bottomed out. And he's he's another guy who's older. You know, he's he's been around the league a lot, so maybe that's why he's not worth as much. Still, I would have thought more than that, but, you know, what do I know? I'm – like you, I'm no NFL GM. The Browns acquired young Jets wide receiver Elijah Moore and the Jets third round pick this year um, for their second rounder. So the Browns send the Jets their second round pick this year. They get the Jets third round pick and Elijah Moore, who is a, I think he's entering his third season. And, and he was a second round pick himself, I believe, a couple of years ago. And he's been good with the Jets. He was a staple in their offense for for a lot of t- for a lot of receptions. So, moving him to the Browns and hopefully, you know, they uh, they start to level out now. Yeah, they had nothing outside of Amari Cooper. No one established anyway. So, it's a it's a good move Cooper on there. Cooper and Moore is one and two. Sound like it could be a pretty good combination, provided Deshaun Watson keeps the ball, you know, in their hands. Mm-hmm. So with a little bit more stability there, it might be might be a change of pace there for Cleveland. But I mean, the Browns haven't been awful, but this definitely helps. All this tells me is that Aaron Rodgers hates this guy, Elijah Moore, apparently. <laughs> but we'll, we have a whole Aaron Rodgers thing coming. So, yeah, that's when I'll go and I'll go make like I'll start prepping dinner while you go on a 25 minute tyrant. <laughs> The uh, let's see the Colts trade Stephon Gilmore. Uh, they're all pro cornerback to the Cowboys for a fifth round pick. This one is about right to me. Gilmore's old now. Um, yeah. No, no. I mean, he's good, but yes, he's getting <laughs> up there. He's only probably got a few more years left in the league. So it's like. I don't know, get whatever dollars you can at this point. I yeah. don't see him entering long term contracts very much. Maybe onesie twosies, maybe a three year if he does very well this year, but. Yep. The Patriots send their tight end, Jonu Smith, to the Falcons for just a seventh round pick, which I think this is just kind of funny given they, as part of their free agency splurge a couple of years ago, they paid this guy, Jonu Smith, like a ton of money and it just hasn't. Yeah, they grabbed both yeah. of the tight ends from, what was it, the Titans? Yeah, yeah, he was from the Titans and then they got, um, 
Hunter Henry, it? right? The guy we were just talking about from uh, yeah. L.A. He was from the Chargers. But, uh, yeah. yes, the point remains. They spent big money on two tight ends, and I don't know. They didn't really uh, get enough bang for their buck. So send him to the Falcons. This is – so that's it for the trades. This is super old news now, but um, – Actually, let's just skip that whole thing. <laughs> let's talk about a few quarterbacks who got extensions and uh, signings. So Derek Carr technically wasn't part of their free agency frenzy because he got released earlier in February. Now, that's why I have him up here in the news rather than the free agent sections. But Derek Carr was signed by the New Orleans Saints on a four-year deal worth up to $150 million, uh, $100 million of those guaranteed. And, uh, yeah, so Jameis Winston <laughs> I've got here just because I don't know what it is with this guy. You I just, are obsessed I just with this see guy. Him, I don't understand this. I just want to see him get a chance because he, he broke his back last year, and then they just benched him for Dalton for some reason, Andy Dalton. But anyway, Derek Carr is the headline here. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this move? Um. It's strange because I feel like in normal circumstances, I'd say it's a, it's an upgrade. You know, if it was still Sean Payton running the show, I feel like what a perfect match. Carr yeah. developed better with the deep ball pass, which was one of the biggest knocks I had on him for the longest time in Las Vegas was he wouldn't throw down the field. He didn't have those receivers. Um, he's got experience. He's not massively turnover prone. I mean, he's he's got his his moments like anybody. But I felt like this past couple of years, he's been solid, Um, especially once they got the run game established. They played with a really crappy defense in Las Vegas that really didn't have a lot to stop. Once the Khalil Mack trade had gone through, the defense was never the same. I feel like he's joining a team that has a good run game, which should benefit him and a good set of, of receivers on that. So I feel like it could fit his skill set. What I don't have confidence in is the play calling on the offense. Right. Now that, um, the former defensive coordinator is in charge, right? He's, I mean, he's the head coach. I don't know who yeah, they have. Greg, Greg Allen, Dennis Allen. There you go. Den- there we go. It was an <laughs> Allen in there somewhere. Yep. Yeah. I think that's what he, you know, I agree with that word you used for Derek Carr. He's solid. You know, he's not a, world beater he's not he's not part of the elite tier that's i know that word gets thrown around shades of joe flacco but, um, <laughs> <laughs> he's a solid steady quarterback which you definitely can't say about Jameis winston and he's certainly an upgrade over andy dalton who they had starting most of their games last year i mean the problem with dalton and winston is they're just massively turnover prone and it's not like fumbling it's the interceptions were killing them last year um, there's a meme that constantly goes around. I think it was when they were against, I think it was against the Texans where like the camera happened to pan to Dalton when he threw a pick six and like the cameras in Dalton, but in the back, in the foreground of the photo fo- of the, of the image, you just see the Texan guy who picked it off like Superman into the end zone. And it's become oh, yeah. this meme that's been passed around is like the greatest NFL shot mm-hmm. ever of this, this, disgruntled Dalton 
furious at like his third pick and in the background they're taking it in for the the six point touchdown and it's just it encompassed what their season was last year yeah for sure so um yeah so that'll be that'll be one to watch for sure uh the seahawks re-signed geno smith to a three-year 105 million deal after his comeback player of the year campaign in 2022 uh, Well-deserved, in my opinion. He was really impressive. And, uh, yeah, they're going to keep him around. Another guy staying put is Daniel Jones, re-signing with the Giants on a four-year, $160 million deal after he also had a bit of a resurgent season under uh, you know, new head coach Brian Dable last year. This so. was met with a lot of mixed reaction, I think. But I think it's the fact that what Cleveland played paid Deshaun Watson to basically sit on the bench most of the season. I think that screwed the market up big time. Um, yeah, I don't think Daniel Jones is a hundred and sixty million dollar quarter, you know, tiered quarterback. That's forty million a year. Maybe twenty twenty five because he had a really good year. Um, but I think. I would have put him at maybe a hundred million dollar deal, but of course, you know, once the market hits a certain dollar amount, it's impossible. Yeah, and the Giants put themselves in a tough spot by declining the fifth year option. Otherwise, they would have had one more year of control. Because if I was in the front office, I would love to see it. I'd love to see him have another good season before paying him a deal like this. But uh, and it's hard to and it's hard to tell somebody like we need you to have one more good year because that's what ends up happening to some of these players, right? You just tell them we need one more good year, and then they wind up being the players that do nothing but sign short-term deals, and it makes them look worse than probably what they are. Mm. But I have a feeling that if he can pull off even half of what he did last year, there's no reason why I think the talk will slowly start to quiet down. But now you have to perform, right? You just got the deal. Right. And if you don't perform this year, yeah, they're going to be kicking themselves, especially because I don't know if they're even contemplating taking a quarterback this year in the draft. Yeah, I don't know. I would assume not, given this is the end of his rookie deal. He's got to only be like, what, 26 years old or something? They're hoping. Somewhere around that. So, yeah, if they pass this year in a big gamble, like – he could either be the most loved person on the Giants or the most hated person real quick. Or you could turn into Eli Manning, who I feel like was both at the same time. <laughs> Did I ever send you that comparison I found on uh, on Instagram where they were showing like past and current quarterback comparisons and like some pros and cons? And for the Giants, they had Daniel Jones and Eli Manning, and they just said literally the same thing. <laughs> There are definitely a lot of similarities. One thing Jones has that Eli never did was uh, legs that that work. <laughs> Daniel Jones is a great um, athlete. He's a great runner with the football, and I don't think he gets enough credit for that. And they are they brought in Waller, so they're trying to give him the tools. They spoiler alert: they franchise tagged Saquon, so he's they're bringing the band back together. <laughs> All right, yeah, skipping I, ahead a little bit because we're already 20-some minutes in. I told you this. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. I think it's time. Oh, jeez. All right. <laughs> you guys, I'll be back in like 10 minutes, guys. You guys have fun with Mike. So this was a while ago. This is like a month ago now. He he went on this 
darkness retreat and um for i don't know how long a week do you know how long i don't know and then he comes out of the darkness straight to the pat mcafee show where uh he he says apparently he had he entered his retreat leaning towards retirement um but came out wanting to play again in 2023 the timeline is also fuzzy here but rogers has also said that the team had made it clear to him that they want to move on uh but then there's you've got a report from the that the gm brian gutkunst couldn't get a hold of rogers i mean if he called during the darkness retreat that makes sense i assume he didn't have a phone in there but uh either way the both sides are saying stuff to try to make themselves look like the good guy in this situation i think um i think it is true that they want to move on i think he's ready to try it somewhere else too and i think the fans are ready for that too at, at this point i think the league is ready because <laughs> i mean really rogers has been holding up our recording yeah, we're just like, well, as Green Bay fans, we've been dying to hear what is this guy doing? Because you're going to tell me that that wouldn't be the top of the list and take up 20 minutes of the show. Oh, it will. Figure it out, will still, break down and analyze it. It still will whenever it happens officially. But yeah, so now the expectation is that he will be traded to the New York Jets. It's just a question of when and the compensation. Supposedly that they had the teams have talked. So, you know, Jets representatives met with Rogers. He gave them a list of his demands or oh, sorry, a wish list. <laughs> his wish list included that the Jets go out and grab Mercedes Lewis, a bunch of former Packers, basically Mercedes Lewis, who's it should be noted. Is it like a 40 year old tight end at this point? Randall Cobb, who feels like he's about 50. <laughs> Alan Lazard, who they did actually sign, and uh, it, it probably made sense with or without Rodgers because he's, uh, you know, still pretty young and right. he's had success. Apparently, Odell Beckham Jr. was also on the wish list. Um, that has not happened yet. And last I heard, he was meeting with, like, the Browns and the Giants for both teams he's been on before. Um, for you know what was funny is I saw someone post a meme about this of, like, like an interview snapshot and the caption saying, you know, while he's in Green Bay, you know, I got to get out of Green Bay. There's just nobody gives me any weapons. Hands yeah. list of all former Green Bay members <laughs> to the Jets. And it's like, what? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Like you're complaining you have no weapons, nothing. And your enlist is three quarters Green Bay, like either current, past, present, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> like weapons. And it's like, hold on a second. I don't know. It's. I mean, it's also funny that he's not even on the team yet, and he's telling them, like, you got to sign all these guys. He did say that that was a load of crap, though, so I don't know. Like, I mean, this is all the show and game, right? It's like when a coach enters a press conference, and he's just like, yeah, I mean, they were the better team today. What he wanted to say is our team sucked and blew the game and doesn't <laughs> know how to stop the run, but you can't say that. Right, right, or like – you know, in the lead up to the draft, there's always what they call like smoke screens where teams like, oh, we're definitely not taking a quarterback first overall. And with the first round pick, the quarterback <laughs> from so everyone's. Just, oh, God, what a surprise. Everyone's just lying to each other and to us. And nobody, <laughs> nobody knows the truth. <laughs> but uh, it does seem like he will be a jet imminently. 
following in <laughs> Brett Favre's footsteps hilariously. Like, why did it have to be the Jets of all teams? That is just so funny. Because, um, of Maybe course, he's trying to uh, show that he's better than Brett Favre. Favre retired, unretired, and then, uh, but he had already burned all the bridges with the Packers, so they traded him to the Jets, where he lasted just one season, sent a bunch of inappropriate texts, and then uh, moved on to Minnesota. So we'll see how much of that uh, Rodgers does, too. But it, it it seems like it'll be uh, sooner than later. And I assume it'll happen before the draft because the Packers are going to want some draft pick uh, compensation this year. Do you think? So got to happen in the next month. And I just I wonder how much they can get for him at this point, because he's he's 39 years old, coming off a terrible season. But back to back MVP seasons before that. The, the whole thing is just a mystery. And I what I. Read most recently, which again, don't know how much of this is true, but that the sticking point was like a conditional pick if he played for the Jets next year, too. So they don't want to just get one year out of him and give up, you know, a haul of draft picks if he's only going to play one season for them. Right. Well, that's fair. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. It's totally fair. I would not trade for Aaron Rodgers <laughs> personally if I was the Jets. I don't want him on the Packers, and I'm a Packer fan. <laughs> Oh, also, I forgot this part. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett is the offensive coordinator in, in the Jets now, on the Jets, who Rodgers has always spoken highly of. Well, and you know what? Maybe as much as we want to harp on Hackett, man, that worked out better than I thought. Um, he he may just be, you know, just a coordinator because he was a great coordinator and then he was a terrible head coach, but they're very different roles. Yeah. So yeah. as long as he sticks to what he knows, it it – it seems likely that everything's pointing to the Jets, right? Like, that seems likely, but we just don't know. And the Jets, I mean, it would be exciting to some extent. The Jets have a lot of young talent on that team. You know, they've got Garrett Wilson at wide receiver, the reigning offensive rookie of the year, uh, uh, rookie running back, Brees Hall, who was really, really good in his first season. Um, some exciting players on defense, you know, Sauce Gardner. It's It'd be fascinating because... Uh, like we talked about with the AFC West last year, you know, I was going to say four, three, arguably, it ended up actually only being two really good quarterbacks. <laughs> but right. if Rodgers goes here, you know, you got him, you got Josh Allen, Tua, Tonga Vailoa, and, uh, well, Mac Jones, but we don't talk about that part. <laughs> fun, <laughs> fun games to uh, discuss, and it seems like this is happening. It's just a matter of when, not if. Matt, how will you feel as a Packers fan on the morning the news officially breaks that Rodgers gets traded? I don't I don't know. I feel like maybe there's a relief because I feel like there in the past year or so there's more drama surrounding him. Past couple you years, know, really. Last year we thought know, he was there. Yeah. I never want to undermine the appreciation for what he's done, but I'm also realistic. I know that the odds, and this is nothing on Jordan Love, the odds of finding a third quarterback to keep this like 20 plus year yeah. stretch of phenomenal quarterback play going is just, it, it, it's non-realistic. Um, and, and I would expect that, you know, the first year or two after Rogers will be the roughest, right? However, I do believe in, in coach LaFleur. I do think that the run game is very good. I do think we have a better, 
than average defense, which has always been a, a struggle here in in Green Bay country. But you just don't know until somebody's put in that position. So I, I if, if it happens and Jordan Love is named the new starter, I he has my support until he shows me he can't do it. There's not going to be, you know, a, a 10 win season expectation in my book as much as that's what this community would want, right? Because we're a community of winners. That's that's what we've come to expect, and we don't expect nothing less. We want to be in the playoffs every year. It's title town, yeah. Um, But I do understand that there should be some realistic expectation that we have been very spoiled. Um, I don't think it would – if love is what we hope he will be, I don't think it will take more than a year or two to get back to the old Green Bay we know. But it's it's going to be interesting. So I would wish him the best. I appreciate what he's done and the and the titles and the wins that he's brought to the fan base. Title, but just just one title. But yes, <laughs> go on. <laughs> well, we've claimed NFC championships. Okay, okay, okay. Come on now, they still count. We may not have been it far in the playoffs, but he's also turned seasons around several times. You know, the famous relax and run the table comments mm-hmm. where everyone thought it was a joke and he pulled it off. We may not have won a Super Bowl, but he had a way of like bringing calmness to situations that everyone else thought it was over. And they're calling, you know, for his head on a spike. But if Jordan Love takes off, I mean, look at everybody when Rodgers first took over and everyone was like, Favre for life. Who's this schmuck? Favre was left my email forgotten. Password. What did you say? <laughs> Just um, yeah, I know. Mr. Favre lover over here. No, hold on. <laughs> Hold on a second. As a um, as an NFL player, yes. As a human being, not so sure. <laughs> Especially lately. Um, but if Love took off, you know, for some reason he did take off. I mean, it would you, we'd forget about Aaron Rodgers, right? Because it's all about the now. Like, thanks for yeah. what you did, but look at this cool thing over here now. <laughs> I am firmly in that camp. I, I've. For me, it was enough seeing that one half of a game against the Eagles where they were blown out already, and they were probably Eagles probably just playing a prevent defense, making it easy for them. But I was like, okay, <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> this guy's great. Um, yeah, I'll be um, mostly relieved just to have some clarity on the situation, and and just like you, I wish him all the best, and we'll be we'll watch them closely uh, just for the the drama of it and, and see what happens when he finally gets away from defensive coordinator, Joe Barry, who I think is the real problem all these years or these last few years. Um, but yeah, when that happens, it would be fascinating to do like, there's so many parallels between his Packers career and Brett Favre's just in the sense of like always a good team, but just the one Super Bowl win to show for it. And obviously, completely different personalities and play styles, too. Brett Favre was like a hard-on-his-sleeve kind of guy, and he played that way, too. Leads the league, or at least when he retired, he led the league in both touchdowns and interceptions. Rodgers has been much better of a precision passer and decision-maker, not throwing up nearly as many 50-50 balls, keeping his interception count much, much lower. And also being just a more mysterious persona, you know? And both of them kind of put the organization through it in the final few years in Green Bay. Will I retire? Won't I retire? Do I want to come back? 
Right, yeah. And it's so weird how they're ending the same way and going to the same team <laughs> as their next destination. Uh, you know, there's maybe this is the script, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is the script. You're right. I forgot about that. <laughs> Except oh this is God. specifically the Green Bay script. <laughs> Here, Here's what I'll say. While I don't believe in it, if Jordan Love... <laughs> <laughs> this is the same crap. I believe it. Got it. So we're going to be five and twelve or whatever this year, and then thirteen wins for the next twelve years before he starts pulling this crap. <laughs> oh Maybe. man, I forgot all about the script. I'm so glad you brought that back. That's hilarious. <laughs> Okay, I think it's time for us to take a quick break, and then we'll finally come back and take uh, take a look at the free agents that have been snapped up and who is still available. And I'm going to actually use this break to go to the bathroom. We'll be right back. You're going to leave that part in, right? And we are back, Mike and Matt, 2M Football here. And Matt, this is the part of the show where I tell you that you were correct. There is no way we would have done this and whole thing in 45 minutes. <laughs> oh, I know. It's like I know us. It's like we've been doing this for almost three, four seasons now. Almost something like that. And yet I still haven't uh, gotten the memo or, or, or accepted that fact. It's okay. Anyway. One day you will. <laughs> one, one day. So, yeah, let's talk free agency. Let's do this um, position by position, starting with quarterback, where, uh, yeah, Derek Carr, as we already mentioned, was signed by the Saints. Lamar Jackson, this is a very interesting situation going on here in Baltimore. Why is it always Baltimore and like quarterback situations? I don't know. They're another one who have had a messy last couple of off seasons. Um, but yeah, so they ended up using the franchise tag on him. Um, but they used the non-exclusive tag, meaning other teams can approach him with a contract offer and then Wasn't it like a five day period where they could match anything or a seven yeah. day period. Yeah. They have a chance to match any offer that uh, comes in for him. So, and that was, uh, you know, several weeks ago this happened, but then more recently Lamar Jackson took to Twitter to announce that he formally requested a trade early in March. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much where we stand. And all of this is complicated by the fact that he doesn't have an agent. He's representing himself in these negotiations with the team. And, uh, who knows what way it's going to go. Yeah. John, Jim uh, Harbaugh, <laughs> coach Harbaugh <laughs> says this is wrong every time. <laughs> coach Harbaugh says he's publicly says that he's confident Deal will be reached, and they love Lamar, and they want him for the, you know, for the future. It kind of begs the question here, because you know the 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 funny part is, is we're going to give Harbaugh all the flack, right? The Flacco. He can't get his team under control, but in reality, I mean the Flacco. Mike. Sorry, go on. <laughs> I'm going to slap you. I swear. Um, but. It's not like in Bill Belichick's situation, right, where he's the GM and the head coach. He's not only coaching on the field, but he's making these, influencing these types of decisions, right? It's not all on Harbaugh. Right, and as the coach, of course, he's going to say that. And, of course, he, he believes it. Of course, if, as the coach, you want this guy playing in your offense. 
But at the end of the day, he doesn't have that much uh, control over what happens. And again, as we talked about smokescreen a lot, like he's not going to come out there and be like, yeah, I mean, if he would just do A, B and C, right, you know, maybe we could get to something. But, you know, he wants too much money. Right. But it's it's a weird situation because I think Lamar's gotten better, especially in the passing game. But he's known for his running and his legs. And I don't know if that's just what Baltimore wants out of him. And I don't know if that's leading to some of the problems. I mean, he's also been hurt. He's missed several games each of the past few years, which I think even, um, you know, that's always a risk with running quarterbacks. He's much better at avoiding hits than some guys, but <clears throat> it's still going to happen. You're out there risking your body, taking more contact when that is a feature of, of his game. And I think you could also argue that they still haven't given him enough weapons to really be successful in the passing game. Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman looks good. He's a you know young player. He looks like he's going to be legitimate. Mark Andrews is, at tight end is good. That's about it, though. Didn't Deshaun Jackson play for this team? Maybe it wasn't this team, but <laughs> he was Sammy Watkins. You know, that's the caliber of guys that they're bringing in and, and trying to make Lamar throw to. I'd run the ball every snap, too. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. It's... It's a, it's a, it's always a money thing, right? And when you, when he sees someone like Daniel Jones getting paid 160 million, you look at that and you're like, okay, really? <laughs> like, I just think the market's so skewed that it's so hard to come to this agreement because everybody wants to get paid a ton of money. But I think you kind of have to know your worth and where you're at. I mean, well, you know, I'm going to jump the gun a little bit here, but. The Raiders took Jimmy G for a three-year, $67 million deal, right? Yeah. You could argue Jimmy has more to prove in that offense versus Lamar's kind of done his work. But I, mean, I you feel like in that case, that. Jimmy knew kind of what he was worth because yeah. he took it. Mm-hmm. Now, he may have felt like with Brock Purdy coming in, maybe he was going to be benched regardless. So you kind of do the take-what-you-can-get type of situation, but... I don't know. I I, w- I really hope they can come to some type of agreement because I feel like Baltimore would really be lost without him. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. He is their offense. And and I, yeah, obviously none of us have any inside knowledge of the contract negotiations, but what I've heard people saying is that he wants a fully guaranteed contract or or a most a contract with more guarantees than are typically involved. The GI, you know, they don't want to give him that based on injury history and, uh, you know, stuff like that. Nobody's wrong necessarily. They just need to come to an agreement. And uh, that's one that we just need to watch. Uh, yeah, Jimmy G, like you said, signs with the Raiders. He will start there now that um, Carr is gone. Baker Mayfield, he, uh, after playing pretty well down the stretch for the Rams last year and what was a lost season for them. He signs a one-year deal with Tampa Bay who, and will presumably start there given um, Brady's retirement and the fact that they didn't have anyone else on the roster that I could name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's uh Baker's got weapons in, in Tampa Bay, which is going to yeah. be very helpful, right? Uh, it's not like the Browns where he had weapons in chunks, but never a complete offense. 
And I think this is his best chance to to make a statement. If he, uh, I would argue, if he can't do it now, that's it. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, it's, he's on his fourth team now. It is literally a prove it, you know, one year prove it deal. And and you're right, he's got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, two great receivers, um, a pretty solid offensive line. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I love a good redemption story. Could he be this year's Geno Smith? <laughs> Whoa, easy there. Yeah, I know. I know. But I mean, Geno didn't have a lot of expectations in Seattle, but man, he was still a good quarterback. Yeah. Um, moving on. Taylor Henneke signed with the Falcons on a two-year deal. Um, former Commanders quarterback. And apparently he's going to be the backup. They're going to roll with uh, Desmond Ritter, I believe is his name, the rookie from last year. I mean, it's not, you got to see what the guy can do. So see what he does in the second year. And you've got a very good backup. I was going to say, yeah, it doesn't get much better than that as a, as a backup quarterback. I feel like the guy could start though. I really do. But yeah, I mean, he has most of the last few years. He went toe to toe with Brady in that uh, wildcard game a couple of years ago. So uh, yeah, they got a good player on their hands, which on the flip side means Washington with Carson Wentz being a free agent now as well. They're down to just um, Sam Howell, I believe is his name. Their rookie pick from last year. So uh, interesting. Yeah, right. Anyway, a man who needs no introduction, Gardner Minshew has been signed by the Colts. And, you know, Matt Ryan out of the picture, other guys there like um, Sam Ellinger, right? Was that his name that started like a game or two? before something like that they rolled through a few last year yeah so i wonder if Minshew could start for them because he he started a few games last year for the eagles when uh, jalen hurts was injured and uh you know he tossed a few picks but he also had big numbers in the yardage and touchdown department and he played really well for jacksonville before that so i would love to see him get a chance at the starting role uh in indy but more importantly does is the handlebar mustache back that's the first question. <laughs> That's the most important question. It's not the, candy. The only question, really, yeah. <laughs> yeah not candy plays. We don't care about that. <laughs> well, I think the mustache fuels his play, so they're related. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. Anyway, uh, another player that I'm randomly obsessed with. It's all the weird ones. Let's see what happens there. <laughs> Guy that I have no interest in talking about or seeing on a TV screen ever again. Sam Darnold has been signed by the Niners. Where he will apparently, <laughs> I can't even say it without laughing, be in a quarterback competition with uh, Trey Lance and uh, Brock Purdy over the summer. Yeah, it's going to be Purdy. You think so? I think if he's healthy, I think you're right. Um, but I don't know, man. Trey Lance also coming off injury. but and was like a, They're like polar opposites. Purdy was the very last pick in the, dra- in the draft. Lance was the third overall pick a couple of years years ago but but i feel like too sometimes you got to look at the pressure of that right like if you're the last pick there's there's no expectation there's no pressure if you come out and throw seven picks in a row everyone's like oh there's a reason he was the last pick (laughs) yeah yeah that's true and on the flip side expectations were very high for trey lance who sat on the bench his first year and played one game before uh going down for the season with the i think it was a achilles injury in his second year 
So really interesting situation there. Whoever starts will be surrounded by an incredible supporting cast. Despite the kind of revolving door at quarterback, the Niners have made deep playoff runs each of the past few seasons. Uh, a couple of the backup guys. Oh, Jacoby Brissett joined the Commanders. Okay. He's he's a solid. He's another top-end backup guy to me. He can start when he needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Andy Dalton is on the Panthers. Mike White joins the Dolphins. Jared Stidham. Not a bad, not a bad thing. I, I think yeah. Mike White to the Jets. He was decent when he filled in and had to make some starts. He made yeah. a little bit of a of a wrinkle in the system, but given the fact of Tua Tagovailoa's, I, I don't mean this in a bad way, tendency to you know knock himself out or get hit, like to have some stability behind him isn't always a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, Stidham joins Denver, where he'll be Russell Wilson's backup. And uh, Case Keenum has signed with the Texans. Moving on to the running back position, like we already referenced, Saquon Barkley, who looked much more like his old self last year in in his second year since his torn ACL um, was repaired, looking really good and is staying with the team on the franchise tag. Josh Jacobs for the Raiders also tagged after a monster season. Ex-Eagle Miles Sanders has signed with the Panthers on a four-year, $25 million contract. Um, That's a good move by them. He's a good – I mean, no one can be a McCaffrey replacement, but but Sanders is a dual threat kind of guy like that. He he would fit what that offense did. Yeah, agreed. David Montgomery, former Chicago Bear, signs with Detroit on a three-year deal worth around $18 million. Weirdly, the second time in recent years they've picked off a running back from a division rival. Um, last time it worked out very well for them with Jamal Williams coming over from Green Bay. Broke Barry Sanders' single-season touchdown record last year. Which is weird why they didn't keep him, but it could have been a yeah, I agree. thing. I agree. I mean, they paid... And, and Montgomery is younger, I think, and he's more of a, like, he can catch passes really well. Um, but it's weird because so can DeAndre Swift. So I don't know what's going on there. Montgomery was a solid player for the Bears. And I assume he will be productive in Detroit. Uh, Tony Pollard ended the year injured, but he was just incredible, electric on the field. Um I mean, I've made the claim for the past few years now how he's he was getting closer and closer to surpassing what Ezekiel Elliott. Instead of being a compliment to him, he became better, yeah, way more uh, consistent. Jerry Jones listened to you because Zeke is gone. They released him, and I was going to say they're committing to Pollard. They franchise tagged him. Well, I, I think this is kind of like we've said it, right? But now you have to prove it. You weren't necessarily yeah. the lead back. That was always going to be Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. You are now the lead back, which means everything you were doing, you need to do that and then some. Yep. I assume he will be a relatively high pick in fantasy drafts this year. Just thinking ahead a little bit. <laughs> he was so good catching passes and out of the backfield. Real big play threat every time he touched the ball. Uh, Jamal Williams, like we just referenced, is on the Saints now. They picked him up on a three-year deal. Uh, should be good for them. I could see him filling in like, I'm imagining like Mark Ingram at his peak, you know, like that, that bruising runner that, that for the Saints. 
filling that. Tamara's the speedy, shifty one, and Williams is going to be going to be the third down. Hit him where it hurts. Yep. Um. So good pickup there. Uh, Devin Singletary signs with the Texans. Um, Rashad Penny, former Seahawk, signs with the Eagles. I think this is a pretty interesting one. If if he can stay healthy, he was um, having a pretty good season, but he's he's always been injured. Former first round pick himself. Uh, the Eagles also bring back Boston Scott to join him in that backfield. Uh, not the biggest name, but Dearness Johnson in Cleveland has been, uh, when he's gotten opportunities, you know, kind of few and far between with Chubb and Cleveland. He made him count. Yeah, he has looked very good, and he is on the Jaguars now. All right, let's talk wide receivers. <clears throat> Juju Smith-Schuster has signed with the Patriots. They needed a... They needed a receiver. They, needed it. they still need receivers, but they've got <laughs> a Schuster, so that's something. Uh, like we already referenced, Alan Lazard has signed um, for the Jets as part of Aaron Rodgers' demands. <laughs> Four-year, $44 million deal. Oh, this one's pretty interesting. The Vikings let Adam Thielen go, and he signs with the Panthers who themselves were in need of a receiver after trading away DJ Moore. And uh, they signed Thielen on a three-year contract. You know, I was initially kind of surprised by this, but the more I looked at it, Thielen's kind of faded into the background. Right, with Justin Jefferson in Minnesota now. Yeah, and it's like, he's a great complimentary, but this one came down to payroll. How much are you willing to pay, you know, a secondary receiver? Right. Thielen's... It was Diggs when Diggs was there, and Thielen was a great compliment. Once Diggs was shipped off, Thielen kind of took over, and then now that Jefferson's found his footing, it kind of it didn't make sense at first, but the more I looked at this, the more I, I get what they were doing. I don't, I don't like it. I think Minnesota could still use him, but it I understand it. Right, because with Minnesota, even in, a, I guess, a reduced role, uh, he was still a— Always a good red zone threat. Seems like he always finds. Always had to account for him. You can never not discount when Thielen was on the field. Right. So now the Panthers and whoever, whoever they, whatever quarterback they draft with the number one pick will benefit from being able to throw the ball to him. Uh, in addition to Lazard, the Jets also picked up Nicole Hardman, a former Chief. Um, wasn't on Rogers' wish list, but okay. He, he's not going to the Jets now. <laughs> and that's i mean there are other lower profile wide receivers getting signed but there, there really wasn't uh not a lot of top end talent on the on the market this off season uh tight end <clears throat> none of these are super impactful but mike gesicki hops over in the division to the patriots from miami the Texans signed Dalton Schultz, former Cowboy, who was actually pretty productive uh, as a pass catcher there. So um, joins the arsenal of weapons they'll have, again, for whatever, whichever rookie quarterback is starting there next year, I assume. And then the Raiders sign Austin Hooper and O.J. Howard to try to account for the loss of Darren Waller. I mean, nobody really cares about offensive linemen, but the, the Chiefs signed Juwan wow. Taylor to a four-year $80 million deal. Um, I think the only one to note there is Mike McGinchy, uh, who is solid in San Francisco, going to the Broncos. I think that's going to help that offensive line out tremendously. Yeah, totally. And he's a 
That was a big one. $87 million over five years. You know that meeting in that office was Russell Wilson does not end up on the ground. You understand me, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Orlando Brown, another tackle going to the Bengals. A defensive line, the only one I wrote down, I'm sure there were more, but this was the biggest one, was Javon Hargrave, who was part of that Eagles dominant front. Uh, he signs with the Niners as if they needed more <laughs> defensive talent. That they, Those guys are stacked. And Hargrave joins them on a four-year, $84 million contract. The Bears signed a couple um, linebackers, made a splash. I don't know if I wrote that number right because I thought it was more. But they first they signed T.J. Edwards, who was the Eagles, three years for $19 million. Maybe that's right. I don't know. Seems low, especially looking at the other number down there. Hold on. Read the notes while I look this up. <laughs> Um, so this well, was updated a couple hours ago. Oh, no, that was right. Okay. Sorry, sidebar here. For uh, Green Bay, it says, update. The Packers have backed off from wanting the Jets' 13th overall pick in the 2020 draft. Um, overall, the Jets believe that the Packers have been, quote-unquote, unreasonable and irrational. Wow, okay. I was wondering if he was even worth a first-round pick at this stage. Sounds like the Jets don't think so. Yeah, that's the latest on that one. I was Googling it. And then it says an hour after that, the reports is that the Packers and Jets are getting closer on a trade, but the momentum seems to be picking up. I mean, this is what I hate about this job. <laughs> It's like the weather. You can read 10 different things and none of it makes any sense. And each one is saying something different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it went from within an hour after that last report, there was another report released saying that there's momentum building. I still think it'll happen um, before the draft, which gives it four weeks, gives them four weeks to figure it out. I think by next Friday, we'll have some sense of what the hell's going on. <laughs> Whenever the news breaks, we'll need to have an emergency pod. <laughs> Anyway, so, yeah, thank you for that. Give me time to look it up. Uh, TJ Edwards did sign with the Bears on a three-year $19 million contract. He was the Eagles' leading tackler last year. They also brought in, I believe, former Prove-It player of yours, Tremaine Edmonds. Correct. Bills, very Back speedy. when we did that years ago. Yeah, speedy playmaking linebacker. Uh, and this is why I thought the numbers must be wrong, because he, he's getting $72 million over four years. Yeah, but Edmonds has been solid for Buffalo, so yeah, and he's. he's I think he's way more earning of that money. Yeah, the Bears obviously had a big void in that um, linebacking core after trading Roquan Smith last uh, in season last year. Yeah, and I think that's what Edmonds is there to fill. I think they're going to try to have him smell fill Smith's shoes. Yeah, not easy. That guy's a monster. Um, and then Bobby Wagner goes back to his original team. Um, the Seahawks on a one-year contract. A couple defensive backs uh, in new homes. Patrick Peterson is now a Steeler for the next two years. Former Bengals safety Jesse Bates is on the Falcons now on a four-year $64 million contract. Uh, Bengals, interestingly, losing both starting safeties to free agency here. Von Bell, their other one, joined the Panthers. And then the Eagles were able to re-sign Darius Slay and James Bradbury um, as part of that defensive unit. 
Let's talk about a few guys who are still out there. And again, we'll go position by position, quarterback first. Do you think Carson Wentz, his career is over? If he gets signed, it's a backup emergency role. Yeah. Ever since he got hurt on that Super Bowl run, he's never been the same. I don't know if it's a confidence thing, but I feel like he's had blips and flashes of great decision-making, but there's been too much terrible decision-making to overcome that. I just don't like him, too. (laughs) That's the best uh, reason for saying it, yeah. No, I have to agree, though, because you're right. After the injury, he got another shot with the Eagles. It wasn't working out. Got a shot with the Colts. You know, you can say what the you commanders. want. The Commanders. Yeah, now the Commanders. He got a chance to start there, too. And he got hurt and eventually benched because he was still terrible. So <laughs> I think you're right. If he if he does get signed, it'll be in a backup role. This is what um, I think Baker Mayfield is one more bad year away from this. He's getting, one, he's getting one more chance to start, and uh, if it doesn't work out again, it, it'll be the same thing. How about Matt Ryan? He he played for the Colts last year after getting traded from Atlanta, his home for the, the first you know 15 years of his career or whatever it was. I can't explain what went wrong last year. The whole team fell apart. Yeah, well, Jonathan Taylor got hurt, and then they didn't have a receiving core outside of Michael Pittman. So I feel like the entire team just collapsed. And, of course, Ryan being sort of the outcast, right, because he was the guy that they brought from the outside, he's going to take the heat for that. Um, yeah, quarterback always takes the heat, yeah. As much as I don't want to say it, but, yeah, I think I think he did what he could in the league. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing him as in some sort of coaching role, but in terms of playing, I think I think it's time. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody's going to make him a starter. Right. Do I think he could in the right circumstances? Maybe. But I feel like a team is not going to – it's going to be a one-year contract and a team that's absolutely desperate. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I like what you said about him coming back as a coach. That would be great for him to come back to Atlanta one day as a coach in some kind of role. Um. So besides those two, you've got other backup level guys floating around, like Joe Flacco at this point, um, Teddy Bridgewater too. They'll probably find find teams eventually, and some you know whoever needs a backup. Uh, running back, a couple of surprisingly big names here. So the Cowboys released Zeke, like we already referenced, and. Um, he himself says that he's narrowed down his list of potential future teams to the Jets, Eagles, or Bengals. I mean, to be completely honest, it's nice, but like you went from a star-studded running back to being surpassed by the by your backup. Yeah, I mean, he's been in a steady decline the last few years. So I don't know how much uh, pick you really get to say. Especially from a from a contract amount standpoint. Of these teams, I feel like the Bengals as a partner to Joe Mixon wouldn't be a bad idea. I think that's what I've heard the most uh, junction floating about with those names. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the Eagles could use him the most because they 
you know, they lost Miles Sanders. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think the Jets makes any sense because they've got a couple of exciting young running backs already. I think he's gambling. He's going to go play with Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. I I won't. I don't know. I wouldn't be excited about his prospects wherever he goes. Bengals, yeah, maybe because they lost. They just, um, I think, Samaj P. Ryan hit free agency, so they all they have is Mixon right now. But Mixon, I feel like, is at least as good as Zeke. He's better than Zeke, so why would you know what I mean? It, wherever he goes at this point, it'll be a complimentary role. Uh, I guess like it was in Dallas the last few years, where he's just the bruiser, short yardage kind of guy, and someone else does everything else. <laughs> I feel like similar can be said for Leonard Fournette, uh, who's been with Tampa Bay the last few years. They released him. He's um, 28 years old now and had some productive years uh, with the Bucks and Brady. Still a big, kind of a big name as a, I think he was, wasn't he a fourth overall draft pick? He was uh, pretty high up there. Uh, yeah. But uh, a lot of mileage lately. He's been banged up. Uh, but then, and I think Kareem Hunt is only 27, you know, still, still young enough for a running back. And he hasn't, he hasn't been used much the last few years, you know, he should be pretty fresh because uh, Nick Chubb has obviously gotten the lion's share of the work in Cleveland. So Hunt should be, you know, not as much, not as much mileage on him. Correct. And he was once a dominant force for the Chiefs back in the day. So i I'm a little surprised to see that he's still a free agent. And uh, that's it for running back. There are some interesting receivers out there. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., we've already talked about a bit. He, um, I don't think he ended up playing at all last year, right? He was coming back from an ACL tear suffered in the in the Super Bowl with the Rams. Um, yeah, last, last February. But uh, should be fully healthy now, and we're hearing Browns or maybe Jets or Giants. But who knows? We haven't seen him play football in over a year. So who knows what he has left in the tank at this stage? As long as his hands are still good. I mean, to me, that's all that counts because he's got he's got a good pair of hands. Yeah. Only needs one, really. And he, and he was playing well for the um, for the Rams in that Super Bowl run. I just think whoever signs him is going to tell him that the drama crap stops. Yeah, you'd like to think that. As he's gotten a little bit older, he's matured, but you never know. Antonio Brown never did. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, this is true. Okay. So, yeah. So, Beckham will turn 31 later this year. Um, is that weird that we're <laughs> – wait, so he's younger than You're going to say this, aren't you? Oh, Every time. Gosh. <laughs> well, I just saw he was born in 1992, and I'm like, hey, that's <laughs> – same year as me, but uh, November, so he's younger. Anyway, sorry. That, 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 I think it's going to be a while before it stops blowing my mind that <laughs> these established athletes who are considered old in their field are younger than us. <laughs> anyway, Kenny Galladay, um, after signing a huge contract with the Giants. And doing uh, nothing. Doing absolutely nothing. That's why he's a free agent. They gave him this big contract and just, like, not even a blip. 
And he was so good in Detroit. Like that's it seemed justified when he got that money. I agree, but I don't know why there was never any production out of that. But that that hurt his market right there. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't been if you haven't been signed in the first two weeks of free agency, it's like what are you doing? What do you do? Yeah. Will someone eventually throw him like a one year, you know, $5 million prove it deal? I, I don't know. Packers could use the receiver. Is he just, is it over for him? It's so weird. It's so weird. What happened? Maybe a reunion with Matt Stafford in LA. The guy who, who he had all that production with early in his career in Detroit. I don't know. Super weird. Robbie Anderson, the only reason I even put him on the list is because he changed his name to Chosen. <laughs> Chosen Anderson. And, uh, I mean, which is funny in itself, but I just wanted to be able to make the joke on air. He calls himself Chosen, but certainly hasn't been chosen by any NFL team. Oh, snap. All right, I'm going to end the call now. <laughs> There's only room on this podcast for one funny person. Oh, thanks. Was that actually funny? I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if you're hanging up <laughs> by how, how unfunny that was. Or <laughs> I was pretty proud of it. Anyway, DeAndre Hopkins might get traded. So I put him on the list. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Yeah, we're almost at the end here. A couple of notable edge rushers that are out there. Bud Dupree, um, who was exciting with the Steelers. Didn't do much with Tennessee. Now he's 30 years old and a free agent. Leonard Floyd, who went from underwhelming with the Bears to pretty good with the Rams, is also 30 and unemployed. Uh, Frank Clark, 29. And I started including ages here just because I was curious. Uh, Robert Quinn, who was a midseason trade from the Bears to the Eagles last year. Um, and then th- here's another guy who has always piqued my interest, Yannick Ngakwe. He's bounced around quite a bit. Only 27 years old, but yeah, he's played for like five or six different teams already. Been productive on every stop, but he can't seem to get a, I was going to say a long-term deal, but even like an entire season with the same team. He needs a new agent. Bizarre, yeah. Maybe he needs to start representing himself or call Lamar Jackson. He can be his agent. Uh, you know what? I think he's well. he's fine what he's doing then. <laughs> and then uh, Jadevian Clowney, who was a high draft pick in his day, but has also bounced around most recently in Cleveland. But there are some names out there. And then, uh, yeah, that's about it. Any any last thoughts before we end the pod? Any more Aaron Rodgers breaking news? I got nothing, no. That's kind of what we're waiting on now. <laughs> Should we just stay on the call just in case for the, <laughs> for the next, you know, four weeks? <laughs> no. All right. That seems like a good place to end the pod then. So that's, um, that's your free agency update as well as a good uh, – 15 minutes spent in the Aaron Rodgers corner <laughs> next time. Cause I think it's more than just us. It's the entire league waiting on that. Totally. Yeah. So next time on 2M football, we will turn our attention to the draft. What? We're now just about four weeks away uh, from the, at least the opening night of the draft. So 
we've got a couple episodes to do between now and then. We'll next time we'll go over some top prospects and uh, talk about the draft order. And hopefully, I would love to eventually do an official uh, mock draft. Uh, once again, just opportunities for us to be proven stupid immediately, but it's it's all part of the fun, I guess. It's what we do best. <laughs> it is what we do best. So until then, uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Matt, you, Matt, Matthew, Matt, thank you for your time. Wow, we were getting all professional there. I got nervous. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank Bye. you for listening to the 2M Football Podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others who may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans. And remember, we will see you next week on the Gridiron.